I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hi, everybody. It's been like a month and a half. It's been a little while. Um, I hope y'all are doing good. Happy New Year. I am excited. Um, This episode is probably not going to be too much about the new year because everybody's talking about the new year. (laughs) And um, I don't really have a whole lot of, uh, you know, revelations about the new year, things that haven't already been talked about. But I do want to say um, that personally, you know, when I look back on last year, I realize, and y'all probably knew if you've been listening to these episodes, just that uh, 2021 and 2022 were some hard years for me. And Satan really did a lot of sifting um, of me in my personal life with um, my marriage, with my kids, with my church, with my faith in God, all sorts of stuff were um, really challenging my faith. And I never lost my faith in God, but I definitely wrestled a bit with uh, just the different things that were going on. And then, you know, still choosing to walk in obedience when hard things were happening, when your emotions don't feel like it anymore, when you're hurt by somebody, when you're angry, you know, towards the Lord and not rightfully so, you know, you really have to wrestle within yourself to make sure um, that you're not following your heart because your heart is deceitful, you know, and that um, if you can lean on the Lord and leave it at his feet um, and really just keep walking, holding his hand, letting him guide you, he's going to help you over that hump um, or that, you know, the crisis in your life or the crisis in your faith. Um, so that's been really hard to go through, but really neat to see when you look back and you see the victories in your life from all that. So I just want to praise God for that. Um, sometimes things seem so dark. You're just like, and this is where I die. (laughs) Like this is where, you know, my marriage doesn't survive anymore. This is where, um, my family falls apart. This is where I leave the church. This is where I just quit reading the Bible and having anything to do with the Lord. And, um, just knowing that you're, not alone. You're a weak, frail human uh, who goes through earthly junk, and uh, and Satan wants you to um, lose your faith or weaken your faith and bring you further from the Lord. And so, I just encourage you to continue uh, to seek the Lord, no matter what you're going through, and reach out for some help. Um, you know, I'm not talking about like a one eight hundred number. Um, obviously, continuing to talk to the Lord, but to reach out to your brothers and sisters in Christ, they're there to help carry your burdens, to encourage you, to help hold you accountable, um, to help, you know, counsel you. So don't take that for granted. Um, and then the other thing was this year, um, you know, I think anytime we make resolutions, it's always great to want to fine tune our life and, and have good goals. But You know, if your goal could be anything this year, I hope it's just to get closer to the Lord, to glorify Him, uh, to make Him known. And, um, and, you know, you can do those things by reading your Bible and praying and getting plugged into a local church and uh, just living for the Lord, like sacrificing your wants 
in your life um, for what God has placed um, as your purpose in your life, which is to live for him. So anyways, um, but I do want to thank the Lord for the, the past year and the year before that for refining me. I'm sure he's not done yet um, and continuing to mold me into his image. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so thankful he's not like, oh man, you're so screwed up. There's nothing I can do with you. So good luck uh, living the rest of your days on earth. I'll see you in heaven later. He continues to walk with me and care for me and want better for me. He knows what is uh, best for me and better for me. So I hope you'll trust him in that too. Uh, all right. So this this time around, this year, year 2023, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it season two because I took like a month and a half off. I feel like you can't just be like, and the next episode is. I feel like you have to be like, okay, and welcome back to the show. <laughs> this is season two. Of course, I don't know when you go back to reference episodes. I think it's just going to be like still episode 120, whatever, but I'll be like, epi- season two, episode one. I don't know, that might be all screwed up, but that's, that's what I'm going to call it. We'll see how that goes. The other different thing that I think I'm going to be doing is probably about once a month I'm going to have a guest on um, to just share their testimony, to ask them some questions about their walk with the Lord. We don't all have the same walk with the Lord. We don't all have the same past or circumstances or ways we have come to know the Lord as our Savior, Um, but they're all really neat to hear and we're all part of one family and um, I always am encouraged to hear other people's uh, stories in their life about how they come to realize that they were sinners and that they needed Jesus and all the different changes that Jesus has brought in their life. And I think that it'll probably be interesting to you guys too. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. All right, moving on. So I have been, um, you know, finishing up with Second Chronicles and reading some, you know, different insights about different things. And sometimes it can, like, you know, we've been talking about the Old Testament and how sometimes things can be a little confusing. Uh, there's so many different names, different lineages, like trying to keep it all straight. And it's really neat that um, we, you know, the internet can be a curse, but the internet can also be a blessing. And the fact that there have been people who've done the work to actually draw out family trees um, from people in the Bible. Obviously, you want to make sure you check it with the Bible that it's biblically accurate. Um, but it, it, it makes things for me a lot easier to understand. And also, side note, if you think you have family dysfunction and you're like, man, I'm the only screwed up person in this earth, you can just read the Bible and see that is not the case. There are lots and lots of screwed up people. We're human. We're, um, you know, born into sin. And so there's a lot of sinful results that happen. A lot of really um, dysfunctional and unhealthy relationships. Lots of murdering in this in this book. Um and, uh, and so I think it is encouraging in, in ways to, you know, read about that and see how God redeems us all when we're willing to follow him. So, uh, when I was reading through second Chronicles 22 through 24, um, you know, you've got two kingdoms, right? You got, uh, the kingdom of Israel and the kingdom of Judah and the lineage of David. So Jesus is going to come from, uh, David's lineage and so the kingdom of david's that is the kingdom of judah so through reading a lot of this stuff um one of the kings died and left the mother 
And the mother is like, I think I'm going to reign. I think I'm going to be queen. (laughs) And so she took over the throne, had all her grandsons murdered so that she wouldn't face any, you know, opposition to her power now, uh, except what she did not expect uh, that her sister-in-law snuck, snuck one of the grandbabies away and raised him in a temple uh, with one of the priests. And um, I'm going to screw up these names, of course, uh, but the priest's name was G. Jehoiada, and uh, and he raised him in the temple. And then, when he was just six years old, they plotted this thing, which was to get the rightful heir to the throne. So some people might call that treason. However, uh, Queen Athelia, the one that was you know declared herself queen, that wasn't her rightful place in the first place. So they were just making the wrong things right. And of course, uh, when they had plotted the switch out which was easy to do because the queen and her people were not like ever in the temple anyways you know they weren't ever really following god and so that's where people were uh, crowned to be king or queen so she went even in there that was an e- that was an easy switch out so they went in there they put him in as king and she comes in and she's like treason treason and they took care of that because they're like yeah no more of this no more thank you very much So this little boy became king at just seven years old, actually. And um, I think, you know, Satan's always trying to do some counter moves to what God's doing. And if he's like, okay, the Messiah is going to come out of the lineage of David. That's what the prophecies say. I'm going to smush that in any way I can think of. And so, you know, you had King Herod later when Jesus was actually born, who were trying to kill all the, you know, boys. Um, Here you have the same issue uh in a sense with the lineage of david and the kingdom of judah where all the the boys were going to be killed and there was not going to be anybody else to reign after that except one child was snuck away so i thought that was pretty cool how god just always does that i mean god knows what he's doing he's in control a lot of times things seem hopeless and we have to just trust that god has his whole finger on it (laughs) his huge finger on our small tiny world like we can trust in what he's doing and he always proves it over and over again um the sad thing here is that when joash became king i mean it's like happy and then sad uh so he was seven and he's really influenced by his uncle, the priest that, you know, took him in, Jehoiada, that name, and uh, tore down all the places of idol worship and, you know, did all these great things and served the Lord and and tried to um, do things that were pleasing to the Lord. And King Joash had reigned for 40 years, uh, but Jehoiada, I wish I could just like maybe look up his name and say it because that sounds like I'm saying Yoda at this point. Jehi Yoda. Uh, but when he dies, so so his uncle, the priest, dies uh, in his 39th year of reigning, of Joash's reigning. And when he dies, now Joash is listening to people who are giving terrible advice, ungodly advice, and is not following the Lord anymore after the priest, his uncle, had died. And so I was reading some of the commentary from different people, which usually, you know, 
I read the Bible a bit slower, consistently still, but a bit slower. Some people like, hey, you know, it's a new year, 2023, read the Bible in a year if you want to. I think that's great. But I also don't think it's a sin to take it slower if you want to. And that's what I like to do. I've tried to read the Bible in a year and I think that was a little too much for me because there's things when I feel like if God is talking to me about something, I want to stop and like meditate on it. And I want to, you know, especially if I have questions, I want to stop and look into things and maybe look into like charts and see like, okay, how does this, you know, in a visual uh, sense make more sense? Uh, So I think it's important also to make sure you have time to meditate in the scriptures and to look into, you know, if you have questions and if you are able to read the Bible in a year and do all that, which I know there's a lot of people that can, more power to you. Just make sure that, you know, you're reading the Word of God for the right reasons, not just to check off a box, but to really see what God is speaking to you from it. So, having said all that, so this whole situation with all this, and there were so many players, players, cute players in the story, and I was like, what is going on? And then I was like, the the lady that saved the King Joash when he was little, was that the queen? Or was that, was that a different woman? Like, I was getting all things mixed up. You know, there's so many J names in here. What's happening? And so, it was good to kind of take time and look at, you know, what's happening. So, all that to say. So, here's a couple quotes from Charles Spurgeon. I wasn't even looking (laughs) to see if he was saying nothing. Uh, But this other guy um, that has a commentary and breaking down certain things, he actually had quoted him from 2 Chronicles chapters 22 through 24. But this is what Charles Spurgeon says about this situation with King Joash and his uncle. Here it goes. All that Joash had done was to give his heart to Jehoiada, not to Jehovah. It is very easy to be outwardly religious by giving your heart to your mother or your father or your aunt or your uncle or some good person who helps you to do what is right. You're doing all this out of love to them, which is at best, but a very secondary motive. God says, my son, give me thine heart, end quote. I think that was a really good focus because you read in the story in the Bible, it says that as soon as his uncle, the priest died in the 39th year out of the 40 years that Joash reigned, uh, he went astray. And then, of course, you know, his reign was kind of cut short after that. Like, okay, you ain't going to follow me anymore. Well, why are, Why do you need to be king right now? Um, and then there was another quote that Spurgeon said. It says, there was a want of principle in Joash, and it is of that I want to warn all our friends. Do not, I pray you, be satisfied with the practice of piety without the principles of piety. It is not enough to have a correct creed. You must have a renewed heart. It is not sufficient to have an ornate ritual. You must have a holy life. And to be holy, you must be renewed by the Holy Spirit. If this change is not wrought in you by the Holy Ghost, you who yield so readily to goodwill yield just as quickly to evil, end quote. So again, you know, it's like depending on our flesh, doing things for the wrong reasons, taking our eyes off of the Lord, and basically we're either doing it to please ourselves or to please other people. And you and you lose the battle when you do that. When you have Jesus inside of you and you've asked him like, Lord, I'm a sinner. 
I need you to save me and to cleanse me from my sin. I know it's only you that can forgive me of my sin. I need you to come in and be king of my life. And he comes and he he takes residence inside of you. It's his supernatural spirit that's going to be doing anything good in you. And so when you're like, okay, well, I'm going to be a good person. And I'm a Christian. I'm going to go to church. That's my New Year's resolution. I'm going to go to church more. But you're doing it for the wrong reasons or you're just doing certain acts to make you feel better about yourself, you know? Like, I feel better about myself because I'm a Sunday school teacher now. And so when people ask me, you know, how's your life going? I'd be like, great, I'm a Sunday school teacher. <laughs> maybe not that, Maybe not everybody feels like that's a great thing. But um, I remember when I first started walking back with the Lord. Um, and I was so thankful he pulled me out of that pit. I dug myself. He delivered me. I was so thankful for his redemption and his long suffering. Um, but that he was so, so ready and quick to forgive as soon as I, um, confessed, but that once you start walking and then you start getting threaded in with your local body, sometimes you can start doing things for the wrong reasons, you know, and that's true whether you've been there a short time or a long time, just because of how our flesh is. But I was just like, okay, well, I was this crap person (laughs) before who, you know, drank and did drugs and, you know, just was super stupid. And, and now, you know, the Lord's delivered me. This is great. I'm so thankful. I'm going to church. Maybe if I could be a preschool teacher, or maybe if I could be a Sunday school teacher, and then I can feel like then people will really see that I'm a good person now, you know, maybe that will be um, what's going to make me feel better about myself too. You know, it's, you kind of like start layering things on. You're like, well, I mean, I know Jesus forgave me of my sins. I know things are great. It was good. Uh, but also, listen to this fancy little uh, really holy sounding title I have now. <laughs> Isn't that good? I, I'm like, I'm really good now, right? And so we, you know, care about what other people think or we care about, you know, how we see ourselves as well. And it's all to glorify ourselves, you know, it's all to glorify ourselves, uh, even, even people pleasing, uh, to, you know, a good extent is to glorify ourselves in a way because we care what people think we care if they are pleased. Why do we care? <laughs> you know, because that ultimately has something to do with us, you know? So I think it's, you know, the same thing with King Joash is that he was doing things, um, that were good, but they, it wasn't because he had his own personal in love relationship with God, like King David did, right? Uh, the Bible talks about King David being a man after God's own heart. That is a personal relationship. Like it was King David and God like this, you know, and then you have here in this situation, it's, uh, King Joash and his uncle, And I think it's great to have a good mentor. But when you idolize or put on a pedestal the mentor in God's place, you put that person on the throne of where God is supposed to be. And so you're not going to have long-lasting decisions rooted in the Lord because you are not rooted in the Lord. You're rooted in a person who's going to let you down. And so that's definitely a good word of caution, I think. Oh my gosh, it's almost 20 minutes now. Okay, so the last... I don't know, five minutes. Let's see how long this goes that I want to talk about is, uh, this guy, Alan Shelby. He's a pastor at Harvest Baptist Church in Missouri. And he usually posts, um, some things on his today's daily read, which is pretty good to read. And he's also a teacher at Living Faith Bible Institute. You should also check that out if that's something um, that you want to do in growing your faith and learning about different things. Um, it's been pretty 
cool that one class I took <laughs> in our church does some classes from there as well that I take at church. Um, but anyways, all that to say, um, Alan Shelby actually posted a quote from somebody else. I don't want to talk about him so long. Uh, he's a neat guy, though. Uh, but so this guy, Hensworth Jonas, uh, the quote is, John the Baptist lost his head, but he kept his voice. Many today are so determined to keep their head that they have lost their voice, end quote. And I just, I don't know, man. Ugh. That always hits me when I hear things like that because um, I just think about how cowardly we are and how we don't have courage in the Lord, and how we oftentimes, because of our, um, I don't know, just being scared or not wanting to be uncomfortable, we muffle God's voice and even quench it a lot of times, because we're just not willing to get out of the way so the Lord can use us to say whatever He wants to say. And so now, you know, everything in the world, and, uh, you know, the principalities of darkness and all this stuff is there that voice is loud because our you know we have quieted god's voice and so i want to lose my head uh to make sure god's voice can talk through me i need i don't want to care about myself um in any sense of the word because i just want to live for god in his glory and so i want to be bold in that and i think john the baptist jesus obviously you know paul um all these other people in the Bible and missionaries and martyrs and all this stuff is that they were like, my life counts for nothing because my purpose is in Christ and what he's done for me. And I want to glorify him and I want to be bold. And, and by being bold, that just means I'm getting out of the way for God just to say whatever he wants to say through me and, um, and be that, you know, that light in the world. And that's what we need. And so I challenge you guys to that as well this year. I'm done now. I will add a song to the playlist. Um, I don't know what it is yet, so I'm not going to talk about it here. Be surprised when you go check it out if you want. All right. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com, and I'll talk to you all next Monday. Bye.